Uh, shall we record it? Okay. Okay, I'm not recording video for this one. No video. But at least we split our audio to two different things, so we have a fallback for each. So that's nice. Oh. Okay, ready to go? Sure. Yeah, that, that's cute. <laughs> 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 I haven't played with Zoom yet because most of my meetings have been in Google Hangouts, so I, I didn't get to have all the fun. Yeah, all the fun happens there. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. get started i don't know i mean usually i'll start with saying i'm yel schweiger and then okay. i just <laughs> follow up with me so maybe you can start <laughs> okay so uh, surprise surprise i'm not a meal and i'm raz shuti and this is tech point charlie yeah <laughs> and uh n- not the usual host today <laughs> no yeah no yell today no maybe it's good to just kind of mention that yeah you're joining us Woo! yeah whoop whoop <laughs> I'm a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> like all the cool, ki- cool yes, kids. All the cool yeah. cats. <laughs> all the cool cats, exactly. Yeah. So why why are we talking here and why is this an awkward uh, environment for, at least for me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Where are you? I'm at home. And you? Yeah, I'm also at home, but at my home. Yeah, that's, that's not my home. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have cats here. <laughs> Uh, lucky yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so I guess we are, uh, yeah, we're in, uh, I guess, um, the corona crisis days and have switched both to working fully remote. Uh, how long have you been working fully remote for? Uh, the last two weeks now. Yeah. And you? Um, so this week fully and the week before partially. Um, mm-hmm. So s- s- like half the office switched, but not everybody, so... Okay. We were okay. kind of finding our way through it. Yeah. But what, so we talked about remote and they were doing this episode remote, but I don't think we mentioned what is this episode about. I, uh, okay, drum roll. It's about remote work. Whoa, my God. Oh, how did we get this idea? I how don't how know. did it turn up on our schedule right now? <laughs> yeah, it's a, such a crazy revolutionary idea to do yeah. a remote episode about remote working, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's funny because we did already plan to, to try doing podcasting remote, but just like everybody else right now, we kind of like, let's do this now because uh, reasons. Exactly. That's the reality that we have right yes. now. So why not? Let's, yeah. let's just like try it out. So, but then what, what is even remote? So I think right now we all know we're, we're home, but what does remote work? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ask me. <laughs> I did. I it's, um, I think... Uh, for me, it's, um, there's a big difference between working from home, which is more once in a while, you, I don't know, you have a day or whatever amount of time as a person that works on premise and you just go mm-hmm. home, work from home because you, I don't know, need quiet or you have some array, like some stuff to do, yeah. you're waiting for a delivery. Uh, remote is more, for me, a conceptual thing where the entire team is just not centralized. It's decentralized working, basically. Yeah. 
many people are working from different places um, but work on the same thing yeah and for you maybe what's uh, how so how would you define it um i i think that's that's a good definition i would also say uh, another maybe difference is that it doesn't actually have to be from home that's uh, another thing so um it you could be uh, I, there are people who do work from anywhere and while traveling while there are people who just like their work has doesn't have a physical space like if you have your laptop with you uh, even podcasters if you have a laptop and a, and a zoom or a microphone then um <laughs> you could be working from anywhere so sometimes it's 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 not even defined as remote from a place um yeah. it's kind of just placeless it's a placeless job maybe that's that's uh That's a good definition. I actually worked with a person that was a digital nomad and he was working from a van. Yeah. Uh, he was doing it four hours a day. Yeah. Uh, he just stopped wherever. He paid a lot of money to have the best mobile connection. Sounds like the four hour work week. Did he write a book? Uh, no, I think he read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> and he was just basically um, um, looking for warm weather all the time. So he's just like yeah. riding, like just taking uh, the car wherever the weather was warm. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. I, I really, really liked it. I don't think it's for me, but uh, I always appreciated it. Yeah, I also, I really like hearing these stories and experiences from people who are challenging what, what is the, let's say, the, what, what we think normal work is, which I quite yeah, like, exactly. that we should, we should also have diversity in what we think work is, and a workplace doesn't have to be a place. Um, exactly. So I think I quite like that concept as well. So can I maybe ask you, what do you like about it? What are like the benefits of doing this? I don't, I, I quite, I can say, spoiler, I really like remote work. So I can say, spoiler, I kind of hate it. <laughs> so I, I will talk about, I'll talk about the benefits because I still see that there are benefits. Sure. Um, but from my perspective, as a person who doesn't like remote working, the benefits are clear. Like mm -hmm. I don't need to commute. Yeah. Um, or at least I can commute wherever I want. I have more freedom to, yeah. to work from a place that I find comfortable. So I don't need to, um, I don't know, to, to have a setup that someone defined what is the common denominator of comfortable. I can yeah. just define my own comfort. Um, and generally, it gives me more flexibility. Flexibility yeah. is great. Um, yeah, those are, for me, great benefits. I think one of the other things I appreciate about it Um, which I, I would say it's probably also a challenge, but I think w when you succeed at it, um, I think it can really boost the level of communication uh, when working with others if you're not a solo worker. And I think I really appreciate it. There are th things that even if we all sit together, we we maybe don't, um, we're not as proactive in how we, because we're like, we're just communicating because we talk to each other all the time. And I think it makes you challenge a bit more if you're by yourself, like do what do the other pe people know or don't know think or don't think you're also less reading maybe kind of behavioral cues off of people and have to ask them for their uh, input and opinion on things and I think that's a, that's a kind of a nudge that I appreciated from a behavior perspective yeah that's I think maybe where I'm struggling um, okay. it's not easy um, it is, it's challenging it's super because it's completely different I, I, I don't know as an extroverted person I am I think I'm also really good at understanding emotions of people by actually looking at them and I can read a room mm. and as a manager I feel like these are all skills that are have been taken away from me so I need to kind of find a way to mitigate it um, and this remote also brings a lot of structure because it doesn't work without structure you kind of need to have an agenda for a meeting you need to always document everything 
yeah. which information flows more organically in an on-premise situation. Yeah. As a chaotic person, I kind of I, I thrive in yeah. that environment where just, just ah, things happen. I'm fine. But then I'd be really curious to hear an example about also the specifically onboarding people right now, because I think that's a process that benefits a lot from having had structure. And I could see also then the benefits of doing it that way that, again, you can't just like, oh, you know, just just get started. Um, And maybe even from from even ideally, this will not last forever, the current situation, and you'll be able (laughs) to have the choice to not work with your team fully remote later on. But if you've already created very good structures right now for onboarding remote, I think that will help with the onboarding on-site in the future too. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I yeah. don't. The fact that I don't like it doesn't mean that it's not the, the right thing. But uh, um, I think we have a relatively good onboarding process. It's just built for on-premise. Yeah. So we have to now find new tools, for example. A lot of our onboarding, for example, with developers are pair with them. Yeah. We never really had remote pairing tools, so now we're just like sifting through everything. And also there is this, um, remote is great because it gives you a lot of flexibility, as I said, and you don't need to adjust to comforts of others, but it doesn't apply to tools because then you need to have the same tool sets between everyone to have that to work. So for example, to pair, I can sit with another developer. I have my own computer and I have my own setup. That person has like his or her own. If we do remote and we use a tool that takes away, I don't know, like VS Code Live is normal to do pairing with. Mm-hmm. That means that both developers need to use VS Code. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, there are always many tools that you can pair with, but you need to have the same system on both sides. And that's also relatively weird. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's a struggle. It's, yeah. it, it just brings different constraints. Yeah, for sure. So, so maybe this is a, a good thing. What are the negatives? Like, so you said you mentioned Ooh. a bit about like not having this immediate contact, and um, are there other things that you're experiencing? Um, onboarding people is extremely difficult remotely. Um, I, I uh, so part of onboarding is not just transferring knowledge or transferring like the values. It's it's creating and gelling a team. Mm-hmm. As a ma- I'm, I'm having this manager perspective, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and part of part of this is actually just creating, um, I don't know, creating a culture, right? Like a culture of people who respect each other, but also have try to have fun at least, or or kind of bring a, a good spirit. And it's easier because it's less structured in an office because you can just go grab a coffee. Yeah. Or you can just chat when you walk to the office, or just I don't know, have a one-on-one walking outside in the park. Yeah. Uh, people can just it's easier it's more organic because this is how we're raised as people Um, i totally get it and even and now like telling someone who maybe joined be like uh, hey well how would we jump in a call and have a quick coffee it would feel a bit more like my manager is checking in on me rather than uh than you walked by and just and came you know with already maybe with a smile and a cup of coffee and be like hey would you want one i'm just having my break so it, it it is less less organic feeling i agree yes uh, yes, actually, from maybe I'm jumping ahead a bit, but something that we did do that was really nice is we wrote a remote manifesto when we went home. Yeah, I was really so diligent important. about that. Yeah, I said, okay, I came from Wikimedia. I have a bit of experience here. I think what we need to do if we go to do remote is write our manifesto of what we our expectation, shared expectation, what we want to do. And um, one of the things that I really enjoyed that we brought up was we socialize and we created a Slack channel where we just can say, hey, anyone wants a coffee? Yeah. And even one of the team members brought up this uh, Snap Camera uh, plugin. Yeah. So we don't use our regular remote tools. We use a Snap Camera. So it has dumb filters 
So it kind of takes us out of like, oh, it's an office meeting, but with coffee. And it becomes, oh my God, look, I have toilet paper head or... So, oh, so that's how you do that. Me. Okay, good. I yeah, didn't know yeah, exactly. how that happens. But uh, <laughs> I also really like it because I'm, I'm working now with a, with a small startup and they basically, uh, I think every day uh, after work, um, there's, there's a, um, I don't remember if it's a Zoom ch- channel or a Hangouts channel, but there's like a channel that's called The Bar and the you're done working, just join in there, come with a beer, have some snacks and, and people could stay and chat and do whatever. And it, it's really, I really like this idea of, and it's open, open every day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that, those are the things like, so maybe that's the, so we're saying downsides. I mean, that's a downside that you need to be proactive about building culture a lot more. Um, and you need to try to make it happen that it is steered, but doesn't feel that it's kind of forced. Right. It needs to be bottom up in the best way possible, but it still needs to have some direction from management. And it's um, it's a skill set. It's a skill set to to acquire. And I think uh, a lot of us, right, including myself, haven't acquired it yet. So we're like junior. We've yeah. been reduced again, or at least moved back to junior managers because now it's a different environment. And if you don't adapt to that, then of course you'll. There is no way in hell that you're going to keep. Yeah, and that is something that going back to experience, like um, open source doesn't. And in my experience, at least in open source, you don't do that part. Like you socialize when you meet in conferences or yeah. meetups, but it's not part of your everyday work. It's like open source seems to be really built for introverts, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes. in many ways. Um, and it's really about like I'm just doing my thing, and we talk through text a lot. Um, and not necessarily like through pull request comments and not necessarily through uh, grabbing coffee. Um, and of course, it, yes. it, I think when you work long on a project, you definitely do build like connections with people, which is nice. Um, but um, it, I can say that it was much easier for me to build connections with people who are in Berlin than with people who I work on project with who are elsewhere. Um, so that that is something that I kind of hope to learn from this experience and bring it into uh what we maybe do in open source later to improve our culture. So I wonder what what's your perspective because as I said I'm 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 the the naysayer to yeah. at least not not naysayer I'm also very hyperbolic by the way so if I say I hate something it means that I slightly prefer you, something you, else. You've seen a, a downside <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But what's what's your perspective about the downsides because um, so, I think I want to understand how um, a person who actually likes it feels about it. So I guess um, I'm used to, um, I, I, I guess that right now I'm definitely seeing some some tricky bits, some difficulties, um, but it's not how I, I've had it before when it was a bit more, we had a bit more control about how much we're doing and, and right now we're all very much forced into it. Um, so I, I personally really like setting up my own office space and also I know which tasks I need more focus time and when less and... Um, and I think we've discussed maybe doing another whole episode about about uh, how we work in the office and office spaces and everything from meeting rooms yeah. to open plan and all that. But um, I think I generally find um, uh, there there's a, a chunk of my work that I find doing in in the offices I work in uh, or have worked in in recent years quite difficult for me personally. And I can completely say it's a personal thing. Um and so for it's very I, I've had the experience of working very flexible where you can choose and organize around it. So we have kind of agreements uh, similar to your manifesto of what um, and I've I've seen companies that do this with like days that you're days that are in the office and every, days that are flexible. So we kind of had all flexible, but meetings we had like meetings for the teams. 
Um, and we try to usually do them within. So we do them like either uh, in the morning. So before you start your day, in case you if you do need to code all day, it's kind of nice to not get interrupted. Um, or like up to four in case some people have uh, reasons to leave work at a specific time. So we try to like pick some slots and then put the meetings at the edges of those to to be mindful of how we're interrupting people's days. Um, and same similar with the week. Um, so uh, one of my favorite things that, that I learned uh, over time is that I do my team planning um, on the second day of the week rather than the first day of the week so that nobody has before the weekend stress to get stuff done. Uh -huh. So that That's you come nice. in Monday and then you kind of, Monday is the day you need to like get things done, but Friday you can leave whenever you plan to. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of a thing that I learned. Um, and yeah, and then I guess I quite like that flexibility that I have around, so around these like core meetings that I need to be present in. And I mean, you could still, of course, miss them maybe and, and have a reason to, but that's different. But I kind of like the idea of having then the rest of the time be quite flexible um, and decide when to work from where, which, how to sort out the rest of my meetings, um, and then make sure I, it was really convenient for me because I still had enough time to do the organic part that you were describing, mm -hmm. but I also had a lot of time, um, uh, and I could know also how to handle my time of when I will have like more deep focused time at home, uh, or in a cafe or elsewhere, which is now not an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably should mention that this is not normal no. remote working at all. I mean, that's very important because I think if people will start saying, this is my experience of remote working, is isolation at home, yeah. then don't take that as an example. Um, uh, we probably should I would also... Say, I, I think it could very well be, I can imagine some people um, who, for whom it's their normal personal for whatever uh, if they have uh, if you need some special audiovisual device to help you or oh, there there could be reasons that you are always working from home um but what i think what's unique about this is that it's happening massively um yeah. to a lot of to a lot of people at the same time uh, so there's a difference between uh, in supporting the possibility for for a few individuals to be working full remote or full from home uh because of their um preferences or needs and all going on mass like today we're all going remote and we haven't prepared for this at all yes yes and also it's um the fact that you're completely isolated um i think one of the biggest things of people working remote in a normal situation is that they have the ability to go outside they still can socialize right this is where it's really weird because we're basically all isolated and um it's also it creates this weird setup where um we we're all even if we don't want to admit this under stress of something else there's sure. a plague here right sure. so we're all already on an edge at some kind of edge and now there's a life change and now we are also completely at home isolated and uh, so it's even diff more difficult or stranger to kind of try and socialize in many ways it doesn't feel as organic as it might would but yeah, we kind of need to maybe always kind of remind ourselves that this is not normal remote working. So even if I say that I don't like it, I'm not considering this as like the experience anyone should uh, should yeah. take. But this could be a glimpse of something that it could be if you can kind of open your mind to it a bit, I guess. Yeah. And on the other hand, I think what's because we've all kind of done this very quickly. Um, I also think there's a, a little bit of um, invasion of privacy where not everybody has had their setup correctly. Um, you can, you can like not necessarily, we haven't taken the time and I think full remote companies do this more where they send you, you know, they make sure that you have a good chair and a good desk and an area. And if not, they might even give you a co-working space or something. 
And here we kind of suddenly, and I, I get this feeling that we kind of invaded people's homes. And yeah. and also how isolated you are has to do with your uh, family or housing situation. And not and it's kind of like, it, it reveals stuff that, again, m maybe eventually if, if you're friends with your workmates, they'll know all of this, but it kind of did this. And especially like you said, onboarding or like, it's kind of right now you're in someone's house. It's I find this part very awkward. Yes, yes. And, and uh, like uh, I always think about people onboarding now because I, I'm thinking to myself how difficult it is when you move to a new country because people move oh, to yeah. Berlin and it's already social isolation by, by default. And, and they showed up in a team, they thought they were going to work on premise, meet some friends, new experiences. And now, nope, they need to be at their Airbnb yeah. where they share an apartment until they were supposed to find something else. And they need to close the door and work for whatever amount of hours a day. It's um, it's insane. It's honestly insane. So we kind of need to find a way to to make it a bit better, or at least uh, at least everything with remote working, I could work if you don't put like insane amount of emphasis on socializing. But I think because this is not a normal situation where people didn't choose to work remote, mm -hmm. I think this is like organizational. Yeah. Like decision has to be, we we put all our efforts to actually make sure that people are psycho like have psychological healthness. Sorry, because that's that's like uh, extroverts are now sitting at home as well, and they actually do crave uh, people to to communicate with them. They didn't choose this, so it has to be something. So this the bar idea is actually quite lovely. Yeah, you can you can decide which days it's open. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, um, and yeah, and of course, I, I hope people also have the the opportunity to do this with with others. And I think that's something that um, also finding time during the day, especially in these stressful times, to maybe reach out to someone who isn't necessarily your workmate. You do your lunch break with 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 family or friends um, or a community. I think that's also really nice. Um, I think um, one other thing that I personally am really affected by now is that I'm also a community organizer in Berlin and mm -hmm. this has really and, and another aspect of what you what we sometimes do after work is go and hang out with with other open source community tech community um co-learning a lot of that so I think all, a lot of that is also interrupted at the moment um, mm -hmm. anything from people's sports which is important for de-stressing uh, to to meetups conferences and all sorts of other events and how how long this will take will really be how much time we've had to opportunity to to learn and in what ways um, because I, I'm, I'm at least part of, of these communities and we kind of are actively learning and engaging uh, like regularly um, and this is definitely okay we're, we're moving things online but it's again a lot of for me a lot of meetups and conferences are also about the organic um, yeah. they are about getting to know each other and meeting people and after the talk like finding these little one-on-one -on -one chats um, to discuss things and that yes. is something that is a bit a bit harder to do right now I read something that I quite enjoyed on Twitter I don't remember mm -hmm. who posted it but they they said we shouldn't call it social distancing we should say um, we are um, social but physically distanced. physically yeah that's a good point exactly yeah, so we still are social beings, and if it's going to be months now, we're going to lose our minds, so probably should yeah, remind, remind ourselves. Exactly, be social, talk to your, your peers, don't go in those ragers and Slack or whatever channel you have to just like fight about something. Just call a person, have yeah. a conversation. Yeah, that's th those things are important, otherwise... I'm yeah, and, and, of, uh, and I guess as, as workplaces results. and as teams, as, uh, one of the benefits we have right now is that uh, to, to look maybe a little bit at the bright side is that we've gone remote with a bunch of people who 
are already had a culture. It may be not the yeah. ones you're onboarding, but there's a lot of people who already get each other um, and can be mindful of each other. And that's one of those things that I think like a, a community that's less connected has more of a challenge. Um, so I think that's also look at, at what we're getting out of the situation. But I think what I would like to maybe take a, a pause here and kind of think about is um, I, ideally the situation won't last forever. And uh, ideally, if it does happen ever in the future again, we're, we're better prepared. So let's say, let's imagine when this ends, what, what are the types of remote you could choose to continue with? And, and why would you say each one? Like, let's try to think about that. Yeah. Um, so it's more about how to adjust and achieve goals. At the end of the day, this is the thing I, I think I took with myself when I, I moved to this role is it's not about me anymore. Yeah. So... If remote works for the people I work for, then I need to make it work for me or find a new job so, right. because I'm not good at it anymore. So it's more if I'm if I'm thinking from my IC perspective, as uh, I was one once, yeah. um, I would say half situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely flexible to the point where a person can just say I'm working from home today. So not having a prohibited working from home uh, work environment. Right. Um, and if it could be a place where we have two, three days on premise, because I'm still a social person and I need that connection to people to, to see them, and on the counterpart, two, three days that we work remote, that's like the setup I, I, I dream of generally mm -hmm. as a person. Yeah. Um, maybe you can share your um, experience with us more than me trying to figure it out as I speak. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, I really, really liked Flexible. Um, and I think one of the things I liked best about it um, is uh, I think it really, one of the things I was worried about as a manager um, is how do I create trust, right? Trust is something that's a, a yes. two-way street. Um, and you have to be trusting. I, I think that as, as a leader, you have you have to trust first. Um, yes. in, and then you earn others like to you, 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 if you trust in others, there's a chance that they will earn trust in you. Um, yeah. You're like those cool teachers where you give an A immediately. So you give trust <laughs> immediately. That's not, that's but, not trust if someone didn't do well. <laughs> no, I mean like when you start or you, you onboard a new person, yeah. I immediately trust that that person can do what that right, person right. should. Have faith in and them. I trust right. that. Exactly. I trust that that person uh, is doing. And then if the trust is broken or I see deterioration in trust, then that's where Right. Kind of need to adjust, but I, I at least that's my thing. I always tr yeah. start trusting, and then if it's taking away, then I yeah. And then I think the whatever. fact that um, we figured out, and I, I think I was very lucky that we also our, our team started out very small and organically grew. So we I had a chance to figure this out in the beginning with two three people before we were eleven, which then would we onboarded people. We could then tell them here it is, and and slowly find adjustments to our size. Um, so I think in, in that sense, I was quite lucky and I, I'm pretty sure the people who already are working now with, with large teams or with multiple teams, I don't know if, if my, if how uh, we experienced it would be the best way to, to do it. But yeah, like I said, we did this, um, we had this idea of we do planning and uh, not on Monday, but on Tuesday so that you're not freaked out Friday. Um, mm -hmm. we had fixed knowledge sharing meetings. So knowledge sharing of course should and can happen organically all the time. Um, but we also, and that actually really helped us as we grew because eventually knowledge sharing happened a lot in pairs or, or three people who are working on a project and, or the people sitting next to them or knowing their stakeholders or their code base, um, who they would go for questions and that's good, but it didn't necessarily happen to the 11. And so 
it was really good that we had this place um, to to do knowledge sharing. And then we ended up, and maybe it's because we're data scientists, I don't know, we love learning and digging <laughs> and explaining things. We ended up doing two knowledge sharing sessions a week. One was, uh, let's learn something external. Data scientists. And one was, let's explain something from our work. So we, we split it into, because what happened is, yeah, we, we've had by, like people who really want to, you know, I'm okay, I'm feeling good. I want to, I want to keep learning new things. And we've had people yeah. who are, um, I don't want to learn new things until I'm able to, uh, to have a better control over what I'm doing. And, and especially when you have new data sets or new models, new things you're doing, you're maybe less secure with what, uh, and you want feedback. Um, it could yeah. also be that you're more junior and you just want more of that. So we had two knowledge sharing uh, sessions a week uh, that we kind of split apart. We had two days that didn't really have any meetings. So our meetings were Monday, uh, morning was planning, and afternoon was knowledge sharing. Um, and then Friday we had knowledge sharing followed by um, every two weeks we had, uh, we, it was every two weeks the knowledge sharing was uh, let's play together. So we, we were into Jackbox games or things like oh, that. Oh, cool. And it was also a way for us to vent stresses and to kind of connect, um, especially if not everybody's working with everybody because... Um, while we are a team, eventually a lot of people are working with separate stakeholders, separate projects. And so it also allowed us to bring everything together to maybe rant about data engineering or about uh, some stakeholder <laughs> or just about like not not being able to get this code to work. Um, so whatever it is we needed to get out of our system, it also enabled us to connect that way. Um, so that was kind of our light setup. Nice. And then, That's... yeah, so you had two days so you could decide where you're working. You could decide how you fill them with meetings. Uh, and two days that you were, if you were most likely in the office, you could fill those two days with meetings and the other two days. Uh, and sorry, the other three days kind of be completely where you are. Um, so it, I think that enabled us to do quite a lot. Yeah, that sounds really good. And also kind of gives me, um, I don't know, like reaffirms my, my, my general feeling and also the structure that we kind of created ad hoc when we moved home. Right. Um, because we did tr kind of, in a sense, build something very similar where cool. we said, Okay, yes, let's uh, create a Slack channel where we can just socialize. We created a, a recurring lunch meeting that ever, anyone can opt in with their right. food. And just uh, so it's not a must, but it's like something that everyone has in their calendar. Uh, I think we mentioned that over communication is key, right. which I really appreciate because we communicate with our eyes on premise. So when right. we co-locate and I go grab a cup of coffee, people see me go grab a cup of coffee. Yeah. So it's not a tracking tool if I tell people on Slack channel, hey, I'm grabbing a cup of coffee, I'm gone for five minutes, or I actually change my status. I'm just like, the same as on in the office, I'm doing that, but just like physically, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, telling a person by moving out. So it's a, it's a way to do that as well, is to communicate all the time about those things. Yeah. And I think one of the challenges I'm seeing now, and hopefully we're sorting it out, it was also kind of our first week doing it full, is that... Um, uh, we were very used to having lunch together in the office and also talking while we while we eat and and kind of we didn't really have avoid this lunch blog for everybody because people were also cooking together and eating together and bringing in food. It was really very yeah. casual and nice. And and one of the things that we kind of noticed is that um, we're not used to planning around lunch and people feel like they're they're like they don't have a chance to take a break or to decide when to eat or to make food maybe because you're also home maybe you're you need, you're not going to go grab something. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a thing we learned over the week of, okay, everything that's scheduled around lunchtime needs to be rescheduled so that we yes. have that space. I mean, I, I hope that at least the over-communication part normalizes it. I mean, if you see a person kind of writing, I'm making lunch now, right. um, other people will say, oh, okay, so 
not everyone is sitting in front of their computer for like nine hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, people actually tend to move out to, to do something, to try stuff out or even grab a cup of coffee. Uh, we had a person saying, I'm tired, I'm, grabbing, I'm going to just uh, take a 15 to 20 minute power nap. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, we should all do that. We should right. Working from home is different environment and we should kind of also use the, the, like the benefits of it, not just try to always... I don't know, uh, earn, to go, earn to go back to the office and, and do only what we were able to do in the office. Yeah. Oh, no, take yeah. a 20 minute nap. Your bed is already there. It's comfortable. Yeah. Be more productive later. I, I also, I felt, I think before this, if I, if I was working from home and my washing machine was working in the background, I would feel like, oh no, they know that I like also spend the day like <laughs> taking care of the apartment. <laughs> um, and now it's kind of like, I feel more comfortable with that because I, yeah, we're all at home. Like it's, it feels more natural. So I think that's kind of nice. It's, it does break some mindset uh, barriers there um yeah. i think one thing that i w- did want to ask you because what even with our work flexible kind of mentality um i would often uh, ask people who are going to buddy and someone we onboard um yep. to say hey probably in the next few weeks you should be here more exactly so that um not necessarily someone will need you every day but so that you're there so that you see so that you socialize so that they can ask you a bit more that you can check in with them a bit more so let's go back to your how do you onboard now and and what how do you do that because even when i was working flexible i did that on site so we already had the same body system as well before yeah. uh, we went home we basically so we, our decision was we completely changed our mind a couple of weeks or months ago that in the beginning we were giving a spreadsheet where things you should do and how to do them and that's how we improve our documentation and blah 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 but then we realized that it's um it kind of fits to the culture we want where people are feeling like they're empowered to do anything and we own everything together but it also throws people in really deep water and they feel isolated even oh. more so we decided to change it a bit and what we did do is create like a body uh, and we gave a buddy a document of how, and the buddy did it with the, the new joiner, and the new joiner knew who, the, who uh, he or she's supposed to talk to. Uh, and then we did the same with the product manager and engineer manager. So every new joiner now has three people kind of hovering a- around. Right. And that works way better, because a person feels like there's context, feels the different roles that we have in the team as well, like a buddy is another IC, a product manager onboards me on the product, the engineering manager onboards me on um, people stuff, how to do stuff, um, regulation or anything I need to know about relocating to a new country. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that helped us because now that we moved kind of uh, to do remote, we still had the same structures. Pairing was a big part of the body and we just had to find tools. So it's all about toolings now. Uh, we so were also very lucky with retrospectives because we used a, a, a tool yeah, in the beginning. That's good. And then when we moved remote, everyone jumped on board to our tool. So I had to start giving licenses for my tool to everyone in my company. Yeah. Because uh, now people need to do retrospectives and those are extremely important, especially now. Yeah. So I think, um, would you then say that if you now go back from this situation, you would try to do this, these, the structure for it to enable remote, but you would go back to onboarding on site? I think I would go back to onboard on site. Yes. It's much, much easier. It's just also the biggest problem for me is tooling. Um, You kind of need to find uh, people to agree on the same tools. And when it's on site, you don't need that. And people are relatively religious about their tools. Let's admit that. I mean, me too. Don't get me wrong. I I love my VS code. No one 
in their right mind can convince me to try Vim. Yeah. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if I'll be faster and I don't care if it will take me two days and then it will be amazing. I just don't care. Okay. And another person with Vim will tell me that I'm an idiot for not doing that, right? But yeah. we're, we're people, we like what we like. So yeah. I'm not going to go crazy about it. But yeah, it does mean that people get to be more sensitive about it when we do it remote. So, so maybe let's talk a little bit about the tools that we're using now and what we find helpful. Yeah. This is not an yeah. advert for any tool, but maybe if you are oh, looking no. for what to try <laughs> or, or anything like that, we could at least share experience. So um, I, I work since right now, I'm uh, still most of what I'm doing together with others um, is mostly like knowledge sharing and meetings. Um, and, and even when it's code, it's right now, it's not, I'm, I'm not doing a lot of massive coding. Um, so I'm, I'm still mostly using like Hangouts and GDocs mm -hmm. and Zoom. It's like, it's really more about like connecting to people and having conversations. Um, and, uh, we're using Mattermost, not Slack, which is like a, an open source ah, version. I know Mattermost um, I, from my Wikimedian days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I keep calling Slack because I'm, I'm, I have like 12 Slack channels and one Mattermost channel. So I keep saying, let's talk about Slack and let's talk that I'll write you in Slack or something. So that's how, how strong that is. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're using right now. Um, so I guess that's most of my suite, and I'm I'm actually on code. Maybe you can share more because sure I have I have Git, but I'm also we're using a lot of uh, Firebase or things like that that where everything was mm -hmm. already uh, in browser before. Um, I'm on a on a Google stack kind of fully right now, even with data with BigQuery and things. So quite of a lot of things I can do in the console or in browser um, to make and and people just have access to them anyway. So that wasn't a big change for me from the code side. And myself, uh, I can still locally work with PyCharm, and nobody knows. <laughs> so I think we're basically similar here. Um, every person can use whatever. I think uh, half of our team are using PyCharm, for yeah. example, for the code. But uh, it's when we try to pair, um, we didn't find... I think PyCharm does, still doesn't have uh, any remote pairing tool that works well, unless you I've tell me... I've never tried it. But uh, actually, the way I do uh, pair programming right now is a screen share, I code, you talk. Um, oh, okay. This is my pair programming <laughs> for <laughs> scenario at the moment. I mean, that works relatively well as well. Um, yeah. So um, I actually, maybe you could tell me what, what are, I didn't know there was another option. So how, do, how does oh. pair programming in an IDE work? Um, well, actually, I don't know about an IDE, but VS Code, which is um, right. is sort of an IDE, I yeah, guess. I, I don't guess. know. It's, it's, it's a Notepad++ version, yeah. <laughs> like a better one. Um, has uh, an extension called VS Code Live. Again, not an adverb, not a, not an yeah. ad, not a huge fan of Microsoft, by the way, but uh, <laughs> at least that tool is great. Yeah. Uh, and VS Code Live enables you to share your what you see. Mm -hmm. And also... Um, and how so is that different than screen sharing on a call? Is that you can type and you can debug okay. on both sides. So okay. you can actually see everything that the other person sees and you can do stuff as well. So that's nice. it gives like two people the ability to contribute on the same centralized yeah. thing, which and is really, really nice. So what we have been, I have been using uh, in the last week is with Zoom and has this whiteboard feature, which yeah. is nice because everybody can, can write in and, uh, and add things. And also at the end, you could just do a print screen and you, and you took a picture of the whiteboard, which is also very convenient. Yep. Um, what I've been, I still have been waiting for them to add an expert for text so that I could have it as live text and not as a, as a flat image. And that's, that's the next feature, I think. Um, so I guess, would you then, um, is there anything with tools that you added just now? Like you said, other teams have used these retro, what is this retro tool? 
So yeah, um, Team Retro is a tool we used before. We actually mm-hmm. went uh, we went uh, to to work from home, um, but it's a it's a great tool to do retrospectives mm-hmm. in a collaborative way for remote environment, but also on premise. For me, the motivation was always I don't need to use post its, so mm-hmm. we all use our own laptops. We do a retrospective together in one room, uh, and uh, it follows the same regular retrospective process. But instead of writing on post its, I write it on on like digital post-its and it opens it for everyone later and I don't need to di- digitalize it later. So it's there, it goes to our JIRA board, so our op- action okay. items are actually coming in. So uh, motivation was there before, yeah. but now it's amazing because you cannot do that. Uh, you can't do retrospective if everyone is in different places and what will you do with your post-its? Yeah. Just like and a- another tool that I've, I haven't, again, I haven't used in the last couple of weeks, but I've definitely used it before. Um, uh, when I was um, actually a long time ago uh, when I was uh, still living in Israel and I was maybe not always co-located because I was uh, a lot traveling to clients mm-hmm. um, but still needing to be in touch with people in the office we use a lot team viewer uh, which oh. I, I later realized is actually based in Berlin but before I even <laughs> what? didn't even know I didn't know that I didn't know what? that uh, okay. so they're, they're based in Berlin I think they're going to host one of our data science meetups soon uh, which I'm quite happy or we were supposed to so we still need to figure it out um, and uh, and yeah and that's a really nice tool if you do need to be able to access someone's computer um, yeah. again maybe not works with a with I don't know I haven't used it with a lot of people but definitely if, if you need access to a computer that you're not next to or you want to share something I know a lot of companies use it also for text support so it definitely is used to, yeah. to if, if you need someone to well maybe not live code with you but to be able to actually I mean here do this uh, there they could have that type yeah. of access yeah I, I we moved our dailies to I think to slack because of the you can mark you can actually paint on the on the feed yeah I saw that that was really useful as well it's great because yeah. then you can just like look here and you just like paint okay. whatever someone should look at so when yeah. you share your screen that's a nice thing but yeah team viewer I actually didn't think about it. Kind of brought something. Is VNC still a thing? Am I that old or is it still used? Uh, I really don't know. Technically, um, people could use it now. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> we could go back a, a long way. Like uh, one of the, I guess one of the things is, uh, which is maybe why we're mentioning open source so much, but also internet in general is a lot of it's, I mean, it started as a lot of people working actively remotely together and that without voice and video. So, yep. um, and I think it was also true many years for academics, but in general, for people who are developing online, uh, a lot of this was get, working through, you know, IRC channels and, and Google and groups and uh, not Google groups, but like all sorts of uh, online groups, spaces and things. So I think, uh, I guess for, for us who maybe grew up with being like techie kids, um, like the, the in, like at least we have we have some experience. I, I don't know what, what it's like. Maybe there's also an idea of how this works across ages uh, in teams. What about people who are younger or older? Because I think for, we have this immediate experience and something to compare to something to have an idea of how this could work and what what worked and what didn't uh in that sense i think that's a kind of an, a nice privilege that we have some some context here mm-hmm. i have a question that is not tool related mm-hmm. um because you're the more experienced one here about okay. doing remote how do you keep yourself engaged with work when you're at home and you know that there are so many other things at home that you also need to do so i i guess um i find it really easy uh, so mm-hmm. that's a bit not fair. So maybe it's not a very good tip, but like I basically, uh, when I work from home and, and I do this even more as a freelancer now, I have I had the privilege of, of being able to 
uh, to work quite a lot from home. Um, and I really just, uh, I get out of bed, I decide to start working. I just work. And th- I even don't even, I think I lose track of time and take less breaks <laughs> because I'm oh, so, wow. I find it so easy to stay engaged. And then, um, and then at some point, uh, hopefully I get hungry and, and take a break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I forget and it's like been the whole day. And, and then I'm like, oh, it's day, day's over, maybe. Wow. Uh, okay. So that's uh, that's just for me. Uh, I definitely have uh, friends and colleagues right now who are uh, more extroverted and more um, outgoing and are really going much more crazy than I, I feel. I was just telling my friends like I think I've been practicing it for this my whole life. Like I'm so prepared. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> um, so. That's amazing. It's uh, I guess I was always uh, also as a kid I was bookish. I was like I could spend hours just. Uh, uh, just reading a book nonstop, so I think the, uh, I have the capacity for concentration. Yeah, that's never. I think that's fine for me. My my uh, my biggest problem right now, for example, is yeah. that um, there are other things happening. Maybe it's also because uh, I have my son running right. around outside. Yeah, which is uh, makes everything trickier. Sometimes I hear him cry, and I want to go out, but sure. then again, I'm like, it just kind of takes me out of work all the time, and I feel like whenever I have, I don't know time I can not in a meeting that I can work I can also just go outside to do something for my home yeah I'm definitely I'm finding it harder now for sure uh, I get I also just because of the situation uh, there are people who I know who are having issues with you know with travel right now over the last couple of weeks who, who stuck yeah. where and how are they going to get out of there people who are sick and are maybe worried or or taking care of children or elderly and are worried so I've definitely had I found it currently a bit harder to stay focused just because there's so much that I'm really really worried about and is on my mind yeah um, but then yeah take like I said I think taking a break during my work time to reach out to someone to have a chat um, kind of helps me right now and also really being uh, and and again uh, being it's it's nice that I'm very flexible with my work hours um, at the moment is that um, also just being you know being kind and uh, patient towards yourself and saying hey if you're not focused for two hours and you know then then really maybe chill go take that nap go outside for a walk uh, while we still can um, and uh, and come back and do those two hours later in the day so as long as you don't have meetings or anything like that I'm also trying to be really kind of just accepting that this is really an abnormal situation and, exactly and being yeah. flexible with what i'm used to to so if i'm not f- as focused as i used to be before i'm also not like oh no what has happened but more trying to work yeah. around it yeah that's really good because um my the co my co-manager uh, my the, the my counterpart from the product side of things yeah we actually told everyone in our tribe that comes from the spotify model we'll put a link if anyone wants to read about that yeah. nonsense uh <laughs> but um we told everyone that our coming OKR session that is already happened, happened this week, yeah. but we did remote, by the way. We are planning for 70% capacity yeah. because this is not normal. Um, and we acknowledge the fact that people will not be as efficient or effective. People will be worried. Might, some of us might be sick. Yeah. So instead of stressing the system, we're just going to plan for less yeah. and then uh, enable people to work whenever they can. And if they can't at some point, that's fine. Um, and also came from me understanding that I probably, as a parent, with a kid running around, and even if I close the door and he's relatively okay with it, I still can't block it off completely. Yeah. And we have other parents and 
not, parents are not the only thing. Like other people have their so own I, stuff. So I really think that on leadership right now is a lot on setting that because obviously a, yeah. a, a worker can't decide that for themselves if their if their management and leadership doesn't doesn't offer it and support it. Um, I think I'm also um, really appreciating of the, of, the, of the organization I'm working with right now. They're really, um, you know, proactive about like if if you are unwell, then let us know. We will send you a care package. If you are worried about yeah. someone stuck somewhere, let us know. We speak German. Like we can, because there are a bunch of foreigners. Like like t if you if you need help with someone, then then let us know and gave some ideas of what I, which I liked. It wasn't just let us know. They gave some ideas of what they could do to to help you out or to even just just give you care, which I think yeah. is is a really important signal from leadership. Yeah, I, I totally appreciate that. I think Deliver Hero does it well. Um, I would like to say that I think Wikimedia Foundation yeah. did it the best. Because in the US specifically, things are insane. Mm -hmm. um, and they just went out and flat out said, every hourly worker, they'll pay their hours no matter what. In this yeah. scenario, even if they'll work less, um, they expect people to work at capacity of 50% and they'll pay full time. Yeah. Um, and they completely like overhauled how they work and they just sent it and then they shared it publicly to yeah, kind of try and also set the standard as well. It was really, really nice, their announcement. And they also shared it pu uh, publicly. We can put links to those uh, yeah. if, if you're looking important. for inspiration. And so I think uh, maybe two challenging questions uh, for yeah. the end. Um, one is, uh, let's say in this topic, what do you do if your organization, you look at all of these beautiful things that companies are doing online and your organization isn't doing them. Um, and, and you're not in leadership, you're maybe not able to go and have that conversation uh, with what we should be doing, but more like maybe management tells you we don't support remote until government forces us or um, we are, we, you, every, like, especially it could be organizations that, you know, we are working 100% or like uh, giving yes. you the really like, it's not that they're not even thinking about it, but I'm telling you a message right now of, of this is what we expect you to do. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who also work for those. So do you have any tips or ideas? I'm also kind of just struggling. Like what, what would you do if you work right now in an organization that doesn't, doesn't do all the things that we think are so necessary at this moment? I mean, uh, I don't know. It's, it's very difficult. It's not a good time to tell someone find a new job. Exactly, exactly. I guess it's not, it's, it's the worst time, basically. Yeah. So uh, try to adjust, try to do whatever you can, I guess. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I would say this, though. Don't look for another job now. Yeah. But when the time is right, yeah. and the time will come, right? Like, then I would go and find something else. Because I think, honestly, organizations, uh, there is a mutual respect and mutual understanding between employees and organizations, right? Like yeah. there is needs to be like a dual kind of caring system. And this is where I would say, this is how me as an employee, or I would actually judge where is my next employer and what is my next employer. So maybe I would not resign, but maybe I would flag a places that I would not want to go for. And maybe I would flag those that yeah, I would. Yeah, so I, I do think that is a really good uh, tip for people who are looking for jobs in general or considering, yeah. like, take, when you were thinking, don't think just about what you're going to do and who your manager is, but really try to yeah. look for cues or information and ask even maybe difficult questions in the interview process. Um, but I always get this feedback from from uh, more junior people that I mentor that, I mean, that's, that's first of all, it's very hard for us to do. We're not as well networked. We're new to this job market. And also, uh, we can't be as picky. Like, we need, we don't have experience right now. We're all competing against other people. Like, there, it's much harder to maybe get a job as someone who or can feel harder or take longer because it's it's mu it's not like you and me, if we go find another job, there, there's like uh, some experience that, that could recommend us or that would help us get there. So what about juniors who started in 
a new job right now or maybe people who are going to be looking for a job in the coming year how, how is there anything that we can kind of give another tip on this i don't know um if if they can start a bottom-up movement inside the organization to talk to their peers try to make sense of it then yeah, yeah. definitely try to always change the system from the beginning don't yeah. go and leave immediately um if it doesn't work get whatever you can and then move out i guess yeah so uh, i think what what i've been telling people and i'm not really sure if it's the best advice is try to get that information try it as much yeah. as i tell people like be yourself in the interview so that they know like don't try to 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 I've, i know people who like remove piercings or dress differently or things like yeah, that exactly. or like you know be yourself because if they have an issue with it they're going to have an issue with you um yes. and that's not a long-term thing um and then yeah try to get information and make this decision and if not then also it's really okay to go into a place uh, especially i think in luckily in the type of work that we do um with a mindset of i'll probably only be here for a year or two and no more because i'm here to gain this experience to allow me to better select a job based on my my criterias in the next next opportunity and of course uh, if you're suffering if it's really toxic then leave 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 like no yes. one should be should be like hurting their their mental and physical health um but uh it's okay to not find the perfect workspace yes yeah and then maybe my my other curveball to you which again i think uh, oh. I'm, go I'm going to ask you a hard Ugh. question and then I'm going to ask you to answer it not as a manager because I think as managers, we, all, we feel more empowered to create change. Yep. Um, but maybe if you're just in a team or maybe like you, if you're if I'm a freelancer right now, I'm not very empowered in the organization. Um, but what are you going to do right now if, let's say, even if the organization is do saying everything right, but some people are not over communicating and it is affecting your work right now drastically. Um, like if they're not going to tell you what they're doing, if they're not giving you feedback when they know something is wrong and they're just like sitting on it um how do, is there a tip that you can say so of course you can maybe go to a manager and try to have this conversation openly but if you're not feeling comfortable if there was already underlying some insecurity or conflict is there some what how do you navigate so again my, my go-to is like also like be kind to yourself this is a weird situation it's okay if not everything is perfect right now um yeah. but is there is there something that you can think you would think uh, what someone in your team could do if they're in this situation I mean, as an, as an IC in this situation, I would say, first of all, try to understand the context, talk to your people, talk to the person that is currently, uh, you feel that could do better. Mm -hmm. um, in an honest conversation, and even I would say, don't make a big deal out of it. More like, try to have But a coffee. That's the hard part right now, right? Like, you need, how do you, you need to like, hey, get on a call. And they're like, no, I'm working. Yeah, and, and that's, that's where it's tricky, right? Like, this yeah. is where I'm struggling with, with this remote situation anyhow, but... I don't know. I guess it's always for me. It always relatively is fine just to write to a person and say, "Hey, I just uh, can we have a quick call? I just want to share some feelings I have." Yeah, I, I and, would and say then, I would say the same. Try to reach out first. Maybe maybe yeah. this uh, we let's talk about <laughs> less less of a relationship maybe cue, but more yeah. like, "Hey, I want to talk to you. Do you have time now, or is it okay, or or do you prefer to set a time for later? What like try to be exactly. like, and tell me what the time." And if that still doesn't happen, then I would say maybe it's also an okay time for people to um, to take it up a notch, to go and talk to someone who is maybe more senior, more been there mm. longer, know them more, a manager, and don't don't maybe it's a good time to tell people to be less afraid of, of scaling things up. Or um, uh -huh. I actually completely went to the other way around, okay, and I thought I thought maybe in that regards, um, talk to a person, and if that doesn't work. I don't know, lower your standard. Yeah. It's a two-month thing, 
don't escalate something that starts to okay. be investigation and blah yeah, and involving a manager and if two months from now we're all going back to an office situation so I would say maybe I would say in general I, I favor your tip but if you are very much if somehow you're still very much judging productivity right now no one told you you can work at 70 percent then yeah. then then again maybe not trying to make it into a huge deal but maybe do escalate it and kind of say um, like let someone know that you're facing this challenge again try to not make it into a personal war or um, uh, uh, something that that sounds very big but if, uh, find try to find the words try to maybe talk to maybe even talk to someone who's not working your company about your situation help get the practice of talking this out a bit if you don't have a mentor then even just another friend who works uh someplace else just sh share it good to, it's good to talk about this stuff and then maybe you'll find a also more calm way less about like oh this is just not working and i'm being judged in this and then everything is awful um and trying to find a, a way to 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 mention it and and still at least again make yourself feel safe in the situation mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree with that 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 actually works really well for me too yeah Cool. So, cool. can we uh, can we would sum, you, sum this would up like, somehow? <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe you can sum. I feel like I spoke more than in this episode than I have in thirteen last episodes. <laughs> probably uh, probably gonna hate myself when I edit this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and you've been hearing yourself the whole time, so I guess it's. Okay. I know it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Um, okay, so let's try to do a, qu a quick summary. Um, yes, so uh, we've been talking about remote work. Um, we we wanted to talk about this anyway, but considering that a lot of us are kind of forced into remote work right now, we thought uh, let's let's speed this up and talk about it today. And we kind of split between the current situation, which is forcing everybody into remote, um, including teams that were already on site together, um, and talked a little bit about what uh, some organizations and managers are doing to support the situation, from writing a manifesto uh, to creating social uh, um, uh, structure for social activities uh, to tools. Um, and then we also kind of tried to switch back to the hat of the episode we, we were going to record if, if we weren't forced <laughs> into, <laughs> into working from home, uh, everybody right now, and talked a little bit about what is remote. What, what is, it, um, is it all, all of us um, just working from home for a day or not? And kind of agreed that it's really about more decentralized organization and a placeless organization. Um, and then talked a little bit about um, will we go back from, from to, to using it, what, what we like and dislike about it, uh, where we mm -hmm. had some differing opinions. Um, and I think we addressed a few kind of tricky questions about the current situation, about yeah. this yeah. in general throughout. Um, I guess, did I, did I forget something? No, I think you, you nailed it. You okay. nailed it. I have a really bad joke that I just kind of went to my head. Is it a good time to make COVID jokes? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll try. Why not? Somebody, somebody's going to get offended. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's okay. Yeah. So technically, yes. people cohabited or work remote. And we are on a video call. So can we say that we are COVID remoting now we're covid remoting well we are it is covid so yes exactly but the question is will you will you call it later on this i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure too. i don't think so <laughs> yeah. i think that's a good point to end this episode <laughs> yeah okay so uh yeah it was really nice to to talk to you again and i guess uh everybody stay healthy uh stay safe yes. my, my two cents try to help where you can and take care of yourself where you can um, and I hope we will, well, I guess we will maybe record a few more podcasts remotely until this is over, uh, but other I guess topics. So. 
Um, and until then, uh, bye. Bye. Bye.